Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! So Thatch, I have this great idea for a teaser. You want to hear me out? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Alright, we have Richard Nixon on the podcast. Wait. What what does Richard Nixon have to do with I mean it would be so cool. It's Richard Nixon. He's he's a like the the Republican president got almost got impeached. Yeah, so, but what's he got to do with Pokemon? Th- that's besides the point, Thatch. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Go! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Go! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again. Listen to the shit with the phone and never ends. It's Bucko. Bucko! Oh yeah. Bucko! And welcome to the 215th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Skaran and Viger. And we're here to bring you another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, which is a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. I can talk about it later, but 8th anniversary just happened, like, literally two, three days ago. Which is really cool, and means I've been doing this for 7 years and 365 days too long. So, 8 years. Uh, (laughs) Well, there was a leap year in there, Scrawn, somewhere, okay? Uh, Two, probably. Probably two. Yeah, so eight <laughs> yeah, years. Don't they happen every days. Yeah, don't don't they happen like every four years or so? Yeah, it's not, yep. I think that's I think those are the rules. <laughs> All right, then it's every four years. Yeah, it's every four, except for years I believe that are divisible by a certain number. I mean, when they both end in zero, it's something weird like uh, that. Because, okay. like, then you'd have too many leap years. What am I going to do with all these leap years? Well, then you end up, like, having the seasons off. I actually did not tell you guys my idea for what we should do to combat both potential climate change. I'm going to say climate change, actually. Combat climate change and how winters have been cold lately, except for this year, unfortunately. Right. Uh, you know that it's the plot of, like, a very, very famous play that someone was born on a day in a leap year? It's called The Importance of Being Earnest. <laughs> and it turns out he's only like five years old. That's, That's how leap year works. So, uh, my idea was that next year we should also have an extra November. 
Mm. She have an extra November next this year. Because that way we can offset the seasons and the coldness just a little bit. And then Christmas is happening when it's like the coldest part of winter. I would love that. And everybody be happy. We'd we'd be guaranteed we'd be almost guaranteed a white Christmas every year. November would then be relegated to stormy hell though. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> Not to mention you also have you also get two Thanksgivings then? In the United States, that is. To be fair, just the United States. So welcome to Cuckle, the Calendar Underground Champions exactly. League. Exactly. Where we talk about the, de- the months of the year and the I calendar. Think, I think that should be implemented <laughs> right now. <laughs> People should take my ideas seriously. <laughs> extra, extra November this year. Just one more November. You know, I wouldn't be against this. I don't know that anybody would be against it. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Let me ask whatever. you guys what I ask you guys every week. What have you been up to in Pokemon since I talked to you guys last on oh the podcast? Because I've gosh. talked to you, like, yesterday. You're getting me started now. Yeah, I want to get you I've, started. I am making a beautiful, beautiful TCG deck. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And what, I have is it a fairy deck? Oh, you've been, you've been talking to me about the cards, and I totally forgot to send you some. It's, uh, no, it's okay. I have all the cards now. They're all en route, or I have them already. Okay. But, and thanks to... Viger, I did some trading with him. Right. Uh, but it's this Mega Mewtwo Y EX mm-hmm. fairy deck. And it uses the fairy transfer ability of Aromatisse to basically give unlimited power <laughs> to Mega Mewtwo EX. It, that's awesome. Yeah. And it also has some other cool little things in it. But that's the general idea. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, I made my UUTC since last time I was on. Mm-hmm. And I uploaded that to the site. So, yeah. yeah that's else true. The UUTC uh, registration deadline is this Friday, the 9th at midnight Eastern. So, right. got to get your teams in, guys, by then for the UUTC. I know a lot of people are working on them. We only have about, I think, nine or ten of them registered right now. Yeah. And I've definitely <laughs> talked to about another ten people that are definitely working on their teams. Uh, I mean, at that rate, we're going to have a lot of people. Oh, yeah. So I'm very excited to see what the turnout is. Um, I've been in, I've been intending to put up a video for the prizes, but I've been I've been busy with other things. Unfortunately. Oh, I love the annual UUTC video. Come on, do uh, it. that one's not happening, unfortunately. Oh uh, man, okay, I yeah. I can explain to you off the air about what's going on with that. All right, but <laughs> then I'll put forth the effort. I will make it. <laughs> <laughs> I have ideas for this year, if especially if we're going to PuckleCon. Like for the extended, Scrawn and I were talking about being there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, right. And so I have some ideas. If we're going to do that, maybe we should shoot the UTC video then. Mm. Right. Which maybe maybe what we're going to do. So because I could record a little something something and then mm-hmm. send it to you to splice in or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we could definitely do something like that where like all the council members splice in video or something. Yeah, we of could, us we just could... like getting ready or something. Yeah, this is this is something we could definitely think about. For the future, but yep. yeah, unfortunately there won't be a video in that caliber this year. What it's going to be is me like showing off the prizes and everything. All right. Uh, what have right. you been doing, Uh Just been continuing my little escapades on Super Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, we all have I'm still in the, the I'm actual in, game, right? I'm in the. I'm done with the main campaign, but now I'm just in the epilogue, which is also taking its sweet time. But we'll get to that later in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are definitely some some cons to Mystery Dungeon, but I think that's just a Mystery Dungeon genre issue yeah. and not anything that should be held against the game. 
Um, as for myself, I've been playing Mystery Dungeon. I got my UUTC roster finalized and re- and registered. Yeah. I've mm. also uh, been working on a lot of Puckle stuff, like a lot, a lot, a lot of Puckle right. stuff. Right. So uh, we're going to talk about that during the news. Yeah. A lot or of what, Puckle or stuff. Or what news there is. <laughs> well, there's news and then also Puckle news. There's a lot of Puckle right. news. To discuss, Puckle which news. I love. This Puckle news is here. good news. Puckle news is good news. There's lots of good, good, very good Puckle news, and I can't wait to actually get it started. And I mean, a lot of the things that I have in the news started because it's good for me. It's good for the community. It's good for you guys. It's good for everybody it's, involved. It, it's just great for the entirety of Puckle, and I'm very excited to get a lot of these things started underway. 2016, like I said, big year for Puckle. <laughs> yep. 2016 is Puckle's here. Year of the Puckle. Let's do this. Year of the Puckle. And hopefully Pokemon Z in some form or manner. Hopefully. (laughs) Though we're still waiting. 2016 is going to be a long wait. 2016 is going to be a long wait. But yeah, uh, I think that's uh, about all that I've done this week in terms of Pokemon and stuff. So without further ado, let's move on to the news. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. There has been very little news in the past week, most likely due to the holidays. 2016 <laughs> has come, and the, we still don't have Pokemon Z. It's really sad, or an announcement, or anything. The one thing is, if you do live in Japan, there's a number of things that are happening. I guess. Uh, first of all, the shiny Xerneas that was uh, that was given away starting in November is about to end. On January twelfth, so if you're if you have a Japanese game for some reason, pick up that download. If you're you Japanese and you are, or if you have a Japanese 3DS again and you're playing Badge Arcade, Badge Arcade has some new Pokemon badges as well. That's there just is about nothing it. going on. There's, that's just about it. Uh, over in Europe and the and North America, there isn't much going on in ways of anything. Actually, we the anime is put on hold and until TBD. <laughs> which is very it's very disappointing because they're right at like they're just about to start the X, Y, and Z anime. I'm hoping when that anime starts we get some kind of announcement, right? But that could be Maybe wrong as well. <laughs> Maybe they're getting a head start this time. Who knows? Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, here's the thing, the uh XY series is now starting to appear on uh Pokemon TV. Mm-hmm. Like they're starting to stream the episodes you are onto right. a Pokemon TV app. You are right. Um, so we've definitely technically the XY series has concluded mm-hmm. in the English speaking areas. We've definitely we've definitely talked about a lot of this this year uh, before. We had an entire episode based on it just not too long ago. So I don't want to yeah. talk about too much of the stuff we speculated about. But We're just trying to find something to fill the void in the mm-hmm. news. <laughs> uh, there is a lot of Puckle community news. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, Puckle is not only a podcast but a Pokemon community where we hang out, battle trade, PucklePodcast.com. And Puckle as a community does a lot of cool things, and we're doing... We, I have a couple big announcements for the community here today, which I think we can classify as news, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first being, we have a... Uh, we're, we're starting a Patreon. Hopefully by the time this episode's up, it will be launched. Uh, we've been thinking about this for... Prob- I've personally been thinking about this for probably about three or four months, and... 
I, I've let the council in on it recently in the past about month and a half. Right. And we've di- we've discussed it. We've got everything set up. We're ready to go. So hopefully by the time this episode's up, the Patreon is launched. You guys can go ahead uh, and help us out there. For those of you who don't know what a Patreon is and are maybe new to this, um, we so we already accept donations as a podcast. But this is a way for you guys to donate to us on a monthly basis. And in return, you actually get some really cool stuff. We have a couple different tiers. If you pledge $1 a month, you get access to a detailed report of how we are going to spend your contributions, as well as a, as a website badge. There's $3 tier as well, where we'll also send you invita- physical invitations to all of our tournaments. We it's host all about- really cool stuff. Yeah. So. And then 5 and 10, we're also going to send you things. We uh, for at, After you donate for about three months, you'll start seeing, like, it's essentially like paying for, what are those things called? Loot crates. But it's a really good way. It helps us out, helps us support the show. And in return, we'll also, if you're a patron, we will be giving you guys detailed lists of how we're spending the money and what it's going to. So you guys can always see that you it's going into the community. being used wisely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you can see that it's going. It's going to going to the community, and it's not buying me coffee or buying Scrawn puzzles to do, or and, me Pokemon uh, cards. Which to I open. am currently working on, and furious because I can't figure it out. <laughs> if you can, please donate to our Patreon. If you if you do not, if you cannot do it, and or maybe you need the money, and it's the difference between you eating and not eating this week or having lunch. Just, just keep that money. I don't want that money. Please abide by the priorities. Yeah, please, please have your priorities straight. We, we can, we can definitely make it. Wasting your money, but but if you have any like added any extra expenses, and you have Mm -hmm. no idea what to do with them, if you want to give back, feel free to shoot a couple bucks our way. Yeah, if you want, if you want to give back to the community, we've definitely been doing this for free for, as I just said, eight years. We would we would love to get a little bit back in the way of being able to make the community a bigger and better place for us all to hold tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's that's really all we want from this. More 2016 Puckle News. Definitely continuing the TCG podcast, but you'll also start seeing every fourth Thursday of the month a movie podcast run by our good friend Ethan, who you've all probably heard on the show already. Uh, he was that, on last week, I believe. He was on last week with me and you. That's right. Yep. <laughs> we had Ethan on last week, and so Ethan's going to be heading up a movie podcast where every month they talk about a different Pokemon movie or Pokemon short or something like that. Or just and, the anime if or, things start <laughs> running dry. If somehow in over a year and a half from now they they have not run out they have run out of things to talk about, it'll probably turn into the anime. I think it's going to be a very interesting podcast that's going to be done. And hopefully you guys think so as well. So that's uh, that's coming up this month. A third thing that's happening is that the YouTube is going to continue growing in the way of Pokemon battles on cartridges. We've acquired a capture card, and we're lo- I've already tested it out with actually Locke, our artist. We are looking to create battle videos. So I actually want to do this with the fans. I think that'd be a lot of fun to do with the fans, yeah, as well as council members. fan battles. Yeah, have Your fan battles. So- become YouTube famous. If you guys are interested in <laughs> chance to become YouTube famous, uh, I had to laugh. I had to stop and laugh at that one for a second. And but if you want to, if you want to get on a battle with me, and you want it to be posted to YouTube, free, feel free to shoot us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail and we can definitely set something up. And I will be more than happy to do it. That should oh, start, hopefully be starting later this month. Later this month, you guys should start seeing those on YouTube. So if you haven't already, subscribe to YouTube if you want some battles. 
There are it's some okay, other everybody. You don't actually have to be that good to beat Thatch. No, that's no. true. I'm <laughs> I'm probably like a seven on a scale from one to ten. I'm messing with you. Though. A yeah. little bit better than average, but not he's that pretty good. Better. He knows how to use yeah. Galvantula. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. That's all I know how to use, probably. Right, Scott? <laughs> no, you you know how to play the game. I'm messing with you. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> And so, yeah, if you if you guys want to get in on that, feel free to send us an email at pucklepodcast.com. I'll be more than happy to accommodate you. Uh, last piece of news, we're still doing chatbox meetups. And our next chatbox meetup at pucklepodcast.com slash chat, where you can find our chatbox, is going to be this month on January 11th. So come on down around 7 p.m. Eastern. I'll be there. Uh, right now we're still giving out Jirachis. Next month we're probably going to give away something a little bit different. Hint, hint. Ooh. So get excited. Get excited for that. <laughs> I'm excited. Special. I like surprises. Yeah, no, it's going to be... I probably will stop being excited whenever I find out what it is. That's, that's pro- that's, I think that's how excitement works. Unless they're slow pokes. <laughs> I did give out slow pokes once, actually. I love slow pokes. I gave out I slow pokes once. I have all these magnemites that are sitting around in my box. <laughs> I'm definitely excited for this, though. Uh, next month, we will definitely have something different. Uh, I, that's another thing I want to work on. So please check that out if you haven't already. Did I forget anything else? Yes, no. Not really. I don't think so. I don't think so either. So without further ado, I guess because it's been such a short news week. If you haven't already, uh, check out Patreon. Check out our social media. Everything. It's gonna be great. Yep. So 2016 Puckle gonna be awesome. Glad you're here with us for the ride. <laughs> All right, without further ado, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back at you guys with the topic. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And on to the topic. Our topic today is Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. So we've all played the game to some extent. But, yeah, but we also just extend this to the whole Mystery Dungeon franchise as a whole, but more uh, of a focus on We're definitely Super focusing Dungeon. on Super Mystery Dungeon, because yeah. I've played, like, one other Mystery Dungeon game. Me too. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about Thankfully, it wasn't Gates to Infinity, which yeah, right? I heard was awful. I heard that was pretty bad. Uh, actually, Misty had Gates to Infinity. Um, but let's just start the conversation with Misty thinks everything's good, so... True. She thought the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was pretty good. <laughs> That's let's let's say that for her opinions on whether or not things are good or not. All right. Let's say let's set that as the standard. So, anyways, Super Mystery Dungeon games, of course, and how they fit into the overall Pokemon franchise. <laughs> They're spinoffs. I'm really yeah. I'm really sad because Mystery Dungeon was part of I. I it was. It started the spinoff series. I mean, there were obviously spinoff games before Mystery Dungeon, in the yeah. forms of both the TCG uh, game. You had the TCG pinball. game. You had some puzzle games, and yeah, you pinball. had pinball. Pokemon that was Dash. About it. Sh- nah. po- let's not talk about Pokemon Dash. 
Let's just turn for the win. Let's just not talk about Pokemon Dash ever again. Let's just say either way. That game so, is so bad. So yeah, the Mystery Dungeon series started off in the third gen generation, I believe, right? Just a, just with, about, yeah. It was right with Red was... Res Red Rescue Team and Blue Rescue Team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then so, they got a fourth gen, three games in the fourth gen, Explorers of Time, Darkness and Sky. Yep. Then Gates to Infinity, which was the fifth gen, which we don't talk about anymore. That game wasn't. And that now good. we've come all the way to the Big one, Super Mystery Dungeon. It's one of the only spin-off titles that has actually lasted this me this long, because you look well, at the Ranger series, yeah. which started just about at the same time. That's yeah. no longer happening. Uh, I don't know why. Was it because of bad sales? I something? have no idea. I feel I feel people were just tired of spinning tops around things. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I really liked the Ranger series. They were probably my favorite spin-off. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, a lot of people agree with you, Scrum. A lot of people agree with you. Personally, my favorite spinoff, which I'm really sad has never seen any kind of sequel, is Pokemon Conquest. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I played through the main storyline on that, and I, I sort of liked it. It was pretty good, actually. I was very impressed with I, it. I didn't really understand the whole, like, making links with with certain Pokemon so that you could switch your Pokemon. I, mm -hmm. It was a bit too, like, complicated in that regard. Other than that, though, it was very... It was. I thought that was a very good game. We did an episode on it about, I'd say, I guess about four years ago now. <laughs> so if anybody's very interested in Pokemon Conquest, go take a look at it there. Yeah. <laughs> go take a look at it there on FuckleBodcast.com. Or it's also in the iTunes feed as well. You can take a look at it there. But that was a, that was a lot. That's probably before the 100th so episode. let's talk about how the game starts off. So whenever you start you're given this quiz and mm -hmm. then the game will ask you a few questions and then they'll like suggest a Pokemon that you should be based what, on those, the answers. I, that I, you I'm sort of curious. What were you guys suggested to be out of the starting Pokemon? And keep in mind that these are all the starters plus Pikachu plus Riolu. Did it not yes. have Axew or Meowth in it this time? No, no I don't. Okay. Uh, I was Riolu. Hmm. Okay. Riolu. I I've been hearing and who that is a your, lot. Of... Who is your here? Who is your suggested partner? Pikachu actually. <laughs> it's wow. like literally the two starters that can't evolve like normally. Well, the two non-starters. Yeah, the two non-starters. Nice. What about so, you, Viger? First time around. Uh, uh first time around I ended up as a Snivy. Mm, and but... my partner was actually Froakie. Ooh. Hmm. Which was interesting. I'd kind of, I decided to opt out of that, and I changed it to Turtwig and Fennekin, respectively, just to kind of have those little juxtapositions. But then, mm -hmm. after beating the normal campaign, I decided to do it over again, and this <laughs> time around, and this time around, I've actually based on certain mechanics that happened throughout the game, I decided a better fit would be Riolu and Froakie. Yeah. So. Okay. That's what I'm going through with right now. Riolu named Cobalt and my partner Froke Shinobi the Froakie. Ooh. Okay. Well, about you, I was I was a Torchic and I decided, hey, that was my first starter ever, so I'm going to go with this. And um, then I chose my partner to be a Piplup so that I could call my team Team Flightless Birds. <laughs> that works. That um, works. But I was suggested to be with a Bulbasaur, and I was like, I had a Bulbasaur as my partner in like every other game, so no, no, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> oh man, that's that's hilarious, actually. 
So yeah, for those of you who do not know what the Super Mystery Dungeon games are, or the Mystery Dungeon games are, let us take you down a little historical trip, shall we? It's not uh, very historical. It's it's more. Well, it was the, it was we the, merged these two I'm franchises to, together. Come on, it's like recent history. Come on, I'm just trying to be elegant with my words. It's whatever. <laughs> So the Mystery Dungeon games actually put you in control of a human turned into a Pokemon. Yes. And transported to a world where there are no humans to begin with. But but Pokemon have become sentient enough where they're just basically humans themselves, but they're Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So they talk perfect English or whatever language you put on your DS. <laughs> so, yeah. And then you, go th- you have adventures mm-hmm. with all, all the new Pokemon friends that you make. With a surprisingly deep and, might I say, dark story that you go along with as well. A lot of them are, actually. Like, I, Mystery Dungeon games are typically praised for their stories. Which is yeah, why I mean, here we're going to kind of try to stay away from spoilers. We're going to try and avoid that. <laughs> Correct for, me if I'm because wrong. Isn't the first, the first uh, Mystery Dungeon games, weren't they made by Final Fantasy? I am not I'm sure. Not, That's I'm a not good question. Entirely. But that, that's not a not Pokemon tired. question, Scrawn. I can't answer that. Mm. Well, just trying to get like influence on the game mechanics and how yeah, they actually course. work and yada yada bing ba boop. But it, it works see. very well with Pokemon. The game mechanics do work very well with Pokemon, and it was a very natural mm. thing for them to do, I believe. Yeah. The sort of turn-based, grid-based mm-hmm. strategy game. Because, I mean, Pokemon, in a nutshell, is always a strategy game, so the only way you can really change it up is what kind of strategy you're going by. Yes. But basically, you're put into these random generated dungeon, randomly generated dungeons. And, and they're random like, every time you go into them. Yes. And you have to fight off Pokemon that would want to do you harm for no apparent reason while searching for the stairs and also eating plenty of apples to appease your hunger. Yeah, or the apple, that's, that's a mechanic we should talk about here later. But that's the gist of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. You're, you're a human turned into a Pokemon. You want to figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> and you go into dungeons that are different because it's a mystery. That's yeah. why they call it. That's why they call it a so, mystery dungeon. Huh. Does Scron does Chunsoft ring a bell at all? Chunsoft is the div- developer of the of the uh, of Chun- mystery dungeon okay. titles. Yeah, Chunsoft is the developer for uh, huh. Red Rescue Team and Blue Rescue Team. They've also they're mo- they're they've done all of them for the Dragon Quest series. That's it. Ah, they're more known for the Dragon Quest. Dragon series, Quest is very similar Final to Fantasy. especially the early Mystery Dungeon games. I, I was I was thinking about uh, the Chocobo of adventure games on Final Fantasy. They were like for the Wii. They were I, very I vague, think, but they were pretty fun. I don't think these like a, these are made by the same people. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It does make sense, which is good. <laughs> which is good. So, moving on, we have all those things. This game in general, though, I think Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, if I were to say whether or not it was a good game, I would say it is definitely a good game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's, a ni- it's one of those good spinoffs. I think it's definitely captured a lot of elements that from previous Mystery Dungeon games that and combined them in such a way to make them very helpful. Yeah. Like, I know Gates to Infinity was... People didn't like it because you couldn't do more than one mission at a time. But here in Super Mystery Dungeon, you can do more than one mission at a time, which is great. They've also taken away from the earlier Mystery Dungeon games, the only way to catch Pokemon is for them to befriend you as you're going through a dungeon. 
Yeah, randomly. You beat which me. now I feel inspired to follow e- you. Exactly. It feels very yeah. much like Yokai Watch in their capture mechanics. And let me tell you, I 100% hate those kinds of capture mechanics in any kind of game <laughs> because it, it takes the gotta ca- it, ca- it turns the gotta catch them all mentality into essentially gotta just drop rates. And that really, really upsets me. I, I hate drop rates when it comes to yeah. creature collecting. I don't mind it for games like Monster Hunter or something where you have a dro- you have a drop rate for certain items that you'll need. But for something where you're, the whole point is collecting monsters. Oh, Thatch, <laughs> let me tell you. I play, I play World of Warcraft, and there oh, was yes. a time when I was farming for the blue proto-drake for months on end. And when mm-hmm. I finally oh, got it, I lost, I lost meaning in my life. <laughs> it became my life. Yeah, no, it, it's well, really Super Mystery can, Dungeon can be good. Well, yeah, Super Mystery Dungeon's kind of taking the whole randomness of recruiting teammates and made it more, I'd say, simplified. Oh, it's much nicer in that you can just pick a pick a mission from just, a Pokemon and then you get that Pokemon. Yeah, there's also you and can some actually missions are more difficult than others and. Some of them require specific tasks that need to be done. Some mm-hmm. actually take the client Pokemon on an adventure with you. Mm-hmm. It's a nice variety, if I do say so. Oh yeah, it's, it's actually like it's it's not stale. I'll say that much. It's not stale compared to some of the things I really dislike. Are like the stories are very good. The stories are very good in Mystery Dungeon. Let me start yeah. with that. But I don't like the fact that they'll ask me to save the game, and then there will be about ten minutes of just dialogue. And then they'll ask me to save again. Right. I dislike that so much. You know, know what? It's just to tell the story, but it's so awful. Go on, I Scott. feel like I need... We're, we're giving it a bunch of praise, but I actually have a major qualm with the game. And okay. I actually haven't finished it, so I don't know how it changes. Mm-hmm. But I don't like... Like, I get it's the target age audience, but I don't like how the, the Pokemon are ex- explicitly told to be kids again mm. and again. Yes, like you're little yeah. and you can't do this sort of thing, and it's a sort of like uh, it's kind of off-putting to me. No, I agree with you there, one hundred percent. The whole thing starts off with you being in a school of some sort, yeah, and it's very, very frustrating. I yeah. mm-hmm. agree one hundred percent. Biger, yes, I don't feel like it'd be a spoiler, but does it get any better after that? Like, do they start like after the school? Yeah. And everything. It, I oh, think I've gotten immensely. far enough where it does get when better. You, once you once you leave Serene Village, the plot suddenly starts stampeding towards development, mm-hmm. and okay. it gets it gets crazy. I will say that much. The game the game does well, have a very slow start, which is something else we should say. There's but about. You've also got to th- keep in mind that this is a game designed for children. Yes, <laughs> it, it does have a three to for being a game that's designed for children. Some of these things are very hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. True. But. I will say that there is about a three to five hour uh, tutorial, tutorial before you can even go on like adventures Although, to collect will, Pokemon. I will, I will say this: the tutorial is kind of, I'd say it's very well woven into yes the set piece. Like it's not really much more of a tutorial, but you're going to school to actually learn how to play the game. No, and as such, true. school can only go through so much in one day. So. Mm. I really you do learn like, about the characters. You, you are you are right in that aspect. I just I when I went into this, I was just like, oh man, I just hate this Pancham. <laughs> <laughs> what a I jerk. hate him so much. 
Pancham and Shelmet. Oh my god. Well, Shelmet's just lazy and he's kind of like the lackey, but Pancham's the one with the tood. That just hates you. That's true. Yeah, These it's get... very much like anime sort of stereotype sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the bully and I'm, I have low self-esteem so I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> Leave it to a Japanese, dev- uh, Japanese team to insert a school trope into a game. <laughs> oh man, that is so Gotta true. go to school at some point. This, right? This store's gotta be a school. <laughs> it's gotta, there's gotta if be a school to somewhere. the world, you gotta go to school. There has to be a school or a guild of some sort for you to go off <laughs> on your adventures. And Super Mystery Dungeon has both. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, you're either you're either fairy tale style in that you're in a guild and then you go on adventures, or you're it's a school anime. Yeah, knows but what Super Mystery Dungeon is, is you oh, start at the school. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm very attuned with anime, okay? Yeah. He's not as culturally insensitive as you think. I, I know anime because Misty watches it all the time. And so oh my God. I actually That's, I actually make I fun of her a lot. I'm ashamed to admit that I have watched the entire first season, all 175 oh episodes of Fairy Tale. That's so long. Jeez. <laughs> I have uh I like to make fun of Misty a little bit every once in a while when she starts a new anime. Mm. And because she'll, I'll be like, what's going on this one? It looks like they're in a school. And she'll be like, yeah, they're in a school. I'm like, well, is it a school for vampires? And she'll be like, no. I'm like, well, there were like those other three animes with schools for vampires. <laughs> um, and then, and then she'll say, and then I'll be like, well, is it about, uh, is it about Gosh. music? Is it about a, is it about a boy band in a reverse harem situation? <laughs> oh, jeez. And then. <laughs> It goes. It goes pretty. It, the, the joke goes on and on because I, I've watched enough anime to know the stereotypical archetypes. But I, yeah, okay. But either way, <laughs> back to mystery dungeon. Back to yeah, mystery back dungeon, to which mystery is all about before this becomes the anime podcast. I think we should talk about the mechanics in the in the actual uh, in the actual dungeons. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's Let's actually talk nice about gameplay because, in this game. Like, it has a lot of the features of, bef- of before. I think they added the whole push feature, though. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually like push your partner Pokemon now. Um, but they still have the ability where you can zoom past the tunnels if you just want to make the dungeon very quick. But There's you have a sprint more sprint function, pretty much. Yeah. And you can run- move diagonally much easier than before. Mm hmm. Well, the circle pad and everything totally allows for that. Yeah, definitely. Other than that, it's pretty similar, really. It's pretty similar. I mean, you have, you have the emeras. The emeras are actually a lot of fun. Emeras are were just added in this game, in which you have a you have a band and you're allowed to put these little stones in them, and they give you different powers. Uh, mm-hmm. They either boost your attack. the The looplets themselves can boost your attack as well. Yeah, there's yeah. different looplets at all. I actually my uh, main looplet that I use is like it's got eight different slots for Amaras and the overall loop it itself gives me immunity to weather effects yes so Ooh. I avoid sandstorms and hail all over the place mm-hmm. which is very helpful because hail and sandstorm also prevents you from simply getting your health back for walking around yeah walking around the, the health is different than your standard Pokemon game in that you rejuvenate it by walking around the dungeon Orin berries mm-hmm. don't just revive 10 HP, they fill your HP they and then give you 10 extra HP on yep. top of that as well. It's uh it's a much different experience than from your standard Pokemon game. I there's would say. a lot of there's a lot of I- item micromanaging in the beginning mm-hmm. because your item bag is so small. 
It's, and you can barely do yes. anything with it. Than Very what you'd small. Like. Does it get bigger than 32 items, or does it just always stay there? Yes. Nice? As, yeah. as you... When you actually start going through Mystery Dungeons on a regular basis and you start ranking up your team and everything, mm-hmm. you, as you rank up, your bag gets larger. Oh, I'm so happy for that. There's so much yeah. iron to manage. You have to think about what to bring. And it's so yeah. frustrating because it's like, I'd like to bring this Orin Berry, but I also need a Reviver what Seed. What I'd say is two Orin Berries three reviver seeds of any kind and then just kind of fill out whatever you want what I'd also highly suggest is having one of each kind of status healing berry yeah I also because if you just by chance, because if you just by chance come across the berry power amara and put it in mm-hmm. your looplet it's it feeds off of how many varieties of berries you have giving That's you true. immunity over any sort of status that you may be inflicted as long as you have that berry Wow, in your that is a good That's tip, actually. A good strategy. Like, if you have a raw sot, berry power prevents you from getting burned. If you have a cherry, it prevents paralysis. Chesto prevents sleep. I don't know if you can avoid confusion, but that's when you put that's when you put the confusion guard amra on. Yes, when you of find course. Because mm. there's a guard for every status as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, if you pair the power X amra and the power yeah. Y amra together, they boost. Both they double your power and give you added accuracy. It's insane. They, like, a lot of these embers actually st- stack. Yeah, and don't even get me started on barrage and tight boulders. Barrage is definitely my favorite one. Barrage allows you to te- to perform a move twice every once in a while. Yeah, it's randomly like double damage, and then tight bulldozer negates mm-hmm. negates anything that would be non-effective. Yes, basically you can hit a ghost type with quick attack mm-hmm. and do normal damage. So, there's, there, the emeralds are really there are cool. Those nece- the yeah, emeralds are, really are those cool. necessities that you want to get into. There's not much else to talk about mechanics-wise. Um, yeah, there's there it, is the uh, evolution mechanic, which oh, is always something that it always gets added always, later in the story, though. It's always like the last thing that happens when all of a sudden done with the story, and there's nothing more that can be progressed with the story. Mm-hmm. That's when you're actually able to start evolving your Pokemon. I think from a story and aspect, you're supposed to not be evolved, and that's the whole point. You're always supposed to be. I got it! Scrawny, calm down. Out. I finished he the puzzle. puzzle out. So now we can <laughs> stop hearing the little, like, clanking of metal in the back of Scrawny's yes, microphone. This is a momentous day. <laughs> he it finished it. Keep in mind, though, keep in mind, he's finished that puzzle once before. Mm-hmm. So, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it's time to wrap up our thoughts though on the game. I overall think this is a great game, and I suggest that if you haven't already buy it. I was very skeptical of this actually being a good game, yeah. and I'm very happy that I have obtained it and I'm playing through it now. Yep, I've actually almost played it through twice because it's that good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you haven't already, go play some Super Mystery Dungeon now. <laughs> It's yeah, d- definitely something to, to tie you over, Pokemon-wise, until we get Pokemon Z. Oh, so yeah. Definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. Definitely worth the $40. Alright, guys. So I guess we're going to kick it on over to commercial. So we'll catch you on the flip-flop. What's happening? So listen here and come on over to Giovanni's Pizzeria. We got mustacholi, ravioli, linguine, sub sandwiches, fettuccine, and most importantly, pizza. Our pizza is the best stuff, not just in Canto, but also critically acclaimed in Sinnoh, Giotto, and Oblivia. Hey! 
Also, don't look behind that poster over there. It's for your own good, kid. Giovanni's Pizzeria. Come check us out, or forget about it. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode today is National Dex number 553, Crocodile, the Intimidating Pokemon. It's Alpha Sapphire Pokedex entry states, They never allow prey to escape. Their jaws are so powerful, they can crush the body of an automobile. <laughs> the body so, of an automobile. That's yep, so specific. The whole thing. That's so specific. Crocodile is really cool because he is, one, I believe his typing is unique to him. Or his, yes, his ground dark. Line. Ground there dark. are no other ground dark Pokemon other than his evolution line. It does make him weak to fighting type, which is sad. He he has like six weaknesses, which is really sad. But but he's, he's such a cool typing. Ground typing's so cool. Dark typing's really good. It really does work out in his favor. He gets a lot of good stab as well in his move pool. He gets good stab in his move pool, and he also has a good move pool in general. Yeah, being able to balance between ground and dark type attacks does give him like a lot of very powerful moves. Mm-hmm. There's not even a that. lot of. First of all, he a gets lot of tricky ones. He gets stab knockoff, which is pretty big. Yes, that's always a. And he gets stab very... earthquake, two of arguably the most popular moves in the entire game. Not only the most popular, but the most powerful as well. Earthquake definitely, I would say, in my opinion, Earthquake is the best move in the entire game. Knockoff is very good as well. It's just very viable in the VGC. Knock that item off, you cripple a Pokemon. It's very, it's very viable in everything. <laughs> it, yeah, pretty much. It's very, knocking an item off of a Pokemon is a big deal. Now, imagine if you're playing an Assault Vest Pokemon. You knock off yeah. the Assault Vest, there, there goes their boost. The only real thing that would be a problem is if somebody was, like, trying to toy you into knocking off an item and then they just have a super powerful acrobatics or whatever. Yeah, acrobatics are probably... Acrobatics or unburdened are the only two things that would work out for that. Yeah. And I could see Halucha being a problem, but most of those Pokemon already have a way to get rid of their item anyway. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. most of those aren't really VGC-capable either. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also gets access to Stealth Rock, which is, again, not... It's not a very good move for VGC, but... In OU or UU, in the singles games, Stealth Rock's a pretty big deal because the amount of switching oh, yeah. that happens. You don't is really much use Crocodile for Stealth Rocks, though. You no. basically just want to bash face. Of course, no. He gets Moxie as an, his hidden ability. You mm-hmm. absolutely either want to run Intimidate no, Moxie's or Moxie. Just normal, Moxie's just a normal. Oh, ability. which one's his hidden ability? Anger Point. Anger Point. Nobody cares about that one, then. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares about that one. Nobody cares about that one. It's really and cool. And as anybody could predict, being the Intimidation Pokemon, Crocodile also has the ability to intimidate. Yeah. So. Obviously. I mean, with that, with those, with those piercing eyes, you <laughs> best be knowing that he's intimidating something, at least. He also gets, uh, I think the best way to run a Crocodile, though, which I think is probably accepted by everybody, is to run 252 attack EVs, 252 speed EVs, and then throw four in maybe defense or special defense, whichever you think. He needs it in more. It's just one point, so it's not going to do much. It might be the difference between an Oko and a not 100% Oko. Right. Which, yeah. But there are a number of ways you can run him. You, choice Band is definitely a way to go. You, choice Scarf is definitely another way to go. But you or can, if you're like Ash, throw some Choice Specs on and you'll be fine. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> if you don't want to run a uh, Choice Item, you can obviously go with either... I like, the, I like these items that I think aren't appreciated enough, which is the plates that are really good for Arceus, which just boosts attacks 
based on that. So Dreadplate's one of them, Earthplate's another. They both will give him the boost on both of his knockoff and earthquake stab moves. He also has access to a superpower, which I think is really cool. As well as Stone yeah. Edge. Which there's just really there's cool. a lot of good moves that Crocodile has access to, and a number of them have nice stab bonuses to them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which is also incredibly helpful. He's he's Unfortunately. just got he gets very good stab. He's got a base one seventeen attack, which is pretty good, and a base ninety two speed, which isn't like the best, but it's it's pretty good. Base ninety two speed allows him to speed a lot of things. That means actually base ninety two speed means he's faster than uh, Gyarados. Yeah, yeah. It's just unfortunate that I like, typing just cripples. Yeah, him. Um, the typing exactly is the problem mm-hmm. to a certain extent because they don't cover each other. No, they don't. Not at all. Yep. Not at all. It's just it's just. You're getting all the weaknesses of ground type and all the weaknesses of dark type, which kind of sucks. <laughs> but it's really good it's otherwise. A yeah. If you can play around his weaknesses, you can definitely do something. Mm-hmm. So, so there isn't really any there isn't any trivia for Crocodile other than the fact that his evolution line is the only ground dark type in the entire game. Obviously, he's also based no, on a crook because of his and his a, mask, yeah. like a raccoon. It looks like thief. a criminal. <laughs> crocodile. So, He's a crook and a crocodile. Yes. Or alligator. <laughs> so there's currently two there, crocodile cards in the TCG. That yes, are the there's one normal and then there's an EX card. There is a promotional one. EX card. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where we get if we can get it. Um, okay, so the only way to get it from, I believe, in the US is to actually go... There's a Crocodile uh, EX box. Yeah, there's a Crocodile mm. EX box. You're wondering. That's been out for ever since July of 2014. So. Well, out, out, kind of in the sense that it's probably not on the shelves anymore. I remember it's not there on was the shelves a, anymore. But... There was a Plasma Crocodile that was pretty good, mm-hmm. and it got more powerful depending on how, uh, if it, if you had used it the previous turn. Yeah. It was called Second Right. Mm-hmm. What they've got now in the Crocodile EX is 180 HP, which is standard EX. Uh, well, for... actually, yeah, this Crocodile EX does have second bite. Scrum. It does have second bite, ah. which is uh, one dark energy and two colorless. So you could probably get him running pretty fast, actually. Oh, yeah. It does It does 40 natural, and this attack does 10 more damage for each damage counter on your opponent's active Pokemon. Which is really cool. Ooh. So it, can, it actually doubles. And multiplies mm-hmm. over time. It would be really cool in, in con- conjunction with its uh, other attack, Megaton Fang, um, which it says, f- which does 130 damage for two dark and two colorless. But the drawback is you discard a card from your hand. But that's... you can't discard a card from your oh. hand. This attack does nothing. Yeah, that's not. Mm. Hmm. You just that's probably stick bad. to Second Fang. You, you would definitely want to stay to Second Bite. Yeah. It's about it's an average yeah. EX card. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Definitely... I'm not saying it's a great card. We're right. reviewing Crocodile, though. <laughs> yeah, there is a second uh, Crocodile card that is in circulation, but this is just your normal evolve into Crocodile Dark card. It's a second stage. So. Second stages aren't very preferable. It's from the base X and Y set, and so it is in circulation. But yeah, it's just eh. why would you want to run that over that Crocodile EX? Basically, it's got, it takes the same energy EX, cost too. It takes the same setup. Yeah, pretty much. If you ask me, the rule is: if there's an EX version of that card, you should probably be using the EX version. Uh, sometimes, right? Not sometimes not. But sometimes, but most of the time. 
second stage cards are stage two cards are just very hard to get going. Because yeah, you need sometimes a couple they have such great, great benefits. They do, like Crobat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Crobat, but it's or Aromatis. Yeah, well, well Aromatis is stage one. Stage one. Well, still, <laughs> it's super easy to get out. Yeah, getting out stage one is much different than getting out of stage two. Yeah, much much different. But yeah, uh, that's Scrawn it. For... knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think that's all we have to talk about for Crocodile today, though. Crocodile definitely good. I would definitely. Like to see, uh, maybe we should do a UU tournament in Puckle this year, and we can do some really, really cool things because Crocodile would be a heavy hitter in that. I think UU match. Yeah. What happened to RU? I'm sorry. Do you want to do RU instead? Maybe. Yes. Uh, if the Patreon gets to the right place in our goals, we get to do uh, we get to do a fifth tournament. So we'll have to come up with two ideas. So we can do a UU uh, and an RU tournament. I don't play RU ever so... since Dubblade and Cresselia got banned. <laughs> so that's so you heard it here, folks. We're doing an NU tournament <laughs> coming up. Mm-hmm. I thought get it was PU, guys. I thought it was PU. Get your, get your Sun Kerns and your uh, Spritzies out. We're going to have a grand. That's Little time. Cup. You're talking about Little Cup. No, I'm just talking about sucky Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Spritzies actually really good in Little Cup. Just FYI. Oh my god, you got him started on the <laughs> Let's Dang fill out our I was just saying cards. these things are never used. <laughs> They're used a lot in Little Cup, okay? I'm just saying. Ah! <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> That's it for our Pokemon of the episode this week. We, <laughs> As always, if you guys would check out our writing staff, we have Scrawn writing... What are you writing now, Scrawn? Um... The origins of Pokemon, folkloric and mythological origins. I am going to have another article up on Monday, so probably whenever this is posted. Viger is going to be writing, uh, is or has been writing, filling out the news this week. He obviously didn't do one because there was absolutely nothing. It's just nothing. <laughs> and we uh, we have Snag and Whimsicott both writing opinion articles every week. Sublime Manic t- talking about the VGC. Mickey Panda doing anime synopses. And Shiro. Jushiro doing TCG, and as well as Locke. Hmm? Locke. Yeah, Locke, writer, uh, Locke. Yes. Yeah, Locke, the guy who's been doing all this cool art for Puckle, is also now a writer, writing up uh, awesome interviews, actually, of the Blackthorn Council and its members. Not me. He he doesn't like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, as, no I, I've already talked to him about it. He's like, he wants to do me last or something, which is fine. I, I'm fine. If you want to read, actually, an interview of me, you can actually go over to Pokemon Crossroads. They did an awesome piece for eighth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yay! Did... Eight years of Puckle. Yeah, eight years of Puckle, which is eight years too many. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's I'll actually been that. a great time. I've met a lot of people through this, which has really, really been a fun time. So there's that, and Baskets also does that awesome comic once a month as well. So Ooh. check out that at PucklePodcast.com while you're waiting for some new Puckly goodness to hit your earballs. Your buds. Your, what? <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> All right. Let's move on over before I say more more insensitive things to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! 
And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hopes. Hopes. Gotcha this time. <laughs> you and Bo just do the most ridiculous <laughs> stuff when I record. <laughs> as always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to whoever we deem has the best mailbag this week. So let's with let's just jump right into it. To, uh, our mailbag question this week was, do you think Pokemon's an eSport? And support your answer, I guess. So let's jump on in. Our first mailbag is from Revenate. Ahoy, Puckle Crew, Revenate here. I'm actually emailing under the effects of jet lag at the moment, as I've just flown from Texas to London. Please excuse any inappropriate grammar. Anyways, onto the mailbag. I am all for the introduction of gyms to Pokemon Go, because I feel like it would add some depth to the game. Uh, this is probably from the week before when we were talking about Pokemon Go. Uh, right. Add some depth to a game that otherwise might seem slightly shallow. I did play Ingress briefly, and to me it was almost a, almost one-dimensional in a way. I think the inclusion of gyms would add some depth and personality to the game, as well as increasing the total amount of in-game content. The only thing that causes me any apprehension is the, implement, the implementation of gyms, as far as exclusivity slash commonality. That's about all I have to say on the matter. One last thing, if any members of the podcast are from London, I'd really appreciate if you would message me on the site under the username Revenate for any advice you may have for an American in London. That's all for me. Thanks for everything you guys do for us listeners. Good day, Revenate. You are welcome. And, Absolutely. Um, that, that's a very nice description of what I think about the gyms as well. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about the gyms in Pokemon Go. I, no. I honestly need to see a trailer and see some gameplay. Before I, I can to, say, I anything. need to see it in my. I need to see it in my hands, and then go mm. from there. All right, I've got this next one from Jedi DJ. That's what it looks like. All right, greetings from Florida. Oh no, another Florida person. <laughs> I'm <messing laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm messing with you. I don't care. Okay, I will start off by saying that Puckle is a great podcast. I am a new listener. I have enjoyed listening to new episodes and catching up on older ones on an almost daily basis. You guys all have great personalities. I would say though that you apologize too much. Whether it's a tangent or an unpolitically correct comment, don't sweat it. You guys are entertaining to listen to, even when you're off topic. So just roll with it. All right, I'm going to take back my apology about you being from Florida. <laughs> so, my Pokemon adventure takes me all the way back to Gen 1. Red was my first game, and brother got, and my brother got blue. After playing the heck out of Pokemon Red, I took a long hiatus of almost 20 years. This past year, 2015, I picked up a friend's extra Nintendo DSi and bought a copy of Pokemon Diamond and beat it. I remembered why I love playing Pokemon, and it was very nostalgic. For Christmas this year, my, my wife got me a new DS XL and a copy of Alpha Sapphire. My brother also picked up a Mo Omega Ruby, and we are at it again. I have been slowly catching up on 20 years of changes and am greatly looking forward to the re-release of Red, Bl Red, Blue, and Yellow in February. P.S. Not sure if you just give these out, but I just started breeding and would love a ditto. Yeah, Thatch can give you we one. We do five. give them out. Uh, the, best, the best way to get one for me is to come to the chat box meetups. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll have them there as well as the Jirachi like I was talking about. Yep. So, yeah, check that out. If you can't make it, just send us an email like when you're available or a private message me on the website. I do apologize if it takes me a while to get back on the private messages because I'll I'll get them in the email and I'll read nice. them as an email. Stop apologizing. He told you. I'm apologizing to everybody though because <laughs> this has happened more than once. 
You get an apology, and you get an apology. Yeah. Everyone gets an apology. All Look right. under your seat, and you'll find an apology. <laughs> All right. Anyways, for the mailbag, I definitely think Pokemon is an eSport, and it is one of the reasons I was drawn back to it. Maybe not on the same level as a MOBA yet, but it is still an eSport. Thanks for all the great podcasts and happy new year. May the force be with you, Jedi DJ. Awesome. All right. Ethan, so I've got this one here, from Jestern. Yeah. Oh, Jestern. First of all, Jestern sent us an email. Jestern also donated to the podcast a rather large amount that I'm not going to disclose. Um, uh, I'd like I'd like to thank him for that personally as a shout out on the podcast. Yes, thank you. It it that's that really puts us ahead. A lot. Your it does. money it helps means us out a lot. lot to us. <laughs> no, no, it helps us out a lot, actually. And there's mm-hmm. a... It actually keeps the whole thing going. Without it, it uh, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of things we're planning right now. So, yeah. thank you very Big much. Mm. So then, anyway, on to his mailbag. Justin is awesome. He also sent, he's also sent you an email. It's a long email. Sorry, feel free to cut out a section. A while back, y'all were talking about worst abilities and anticipation made the list. It was a choice which I totally agreed with at the time, but since have changed my stance on. Toxic Croak, as you may know, is a viable OU physical sweeper and one of the only options for a poison fiend like myself, Scrawn. (laughs) (laughs) Though it has some resistance that makes switching in possible... It's very fragile and has tragic weaknesses to ground and psychic. After having my sweeper swept one too many by an unexpected earthquake or extrasensory, I've decided that anticipation makes sense for my team. Should I see a shudder, I simply guess the move and send out a dark or ground-resistant poke. Which Mm. I guess does make sense, because that is kind of what anticipation's there for. But then there's like a counter to that. The opponent sees you have anticipation and knows that Mm -hmm. you can do that so they predict it's like he knows that you know that he knows that you know welcome to pokemon by you you just aptly <laughs> described how you play pokemon there, competitively where there is a counter to everything and everybody's mind games <laughs> i wrote an article a while back called in the meta you and it basically discusses that topic of counter predictions mm-hmm. so if you're interested go ahead and look right. that up yeah it's just great it, pokemon in a nutshell I'd love to see Pokemon as a sponsored eSport on TV. I'd watch. Sadly, though, it's essentially $240 to simply get into Pokemon, making it much less accessible than LoL, Hearthstone, or StarCraft, which run on any old PC. But here's another thing Yeah, those Yeah, to play them well, you need a very good PC. Yeah, yeah and to play them very well at all, you're going to have to I mean, sink a lot of time not, into getting good at them. Not Hearthstone, no. Hearthstone you can play on your phone. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more or less looking at LoL and StarCraft. Yeah. Definitely StarCraft. The, the, you're, instead, of, instead of wasting money, you're wasting time. Which Pokemon, I guess, you could chalk up to there, too. But Pokemon is better. <laughs> I'm just, it's just better. I'm hoping that a feature-complete battle system in Pokemon Go, or Pokemon Go may fix that. Also, there has been a way to grind out levels in Pokemon Go as there will be no paths between cities full of trainers. I imagine gyms will address this shortcoming. It's literally where you where your Pokemon go where you it's literally where you Pokemon good to get stronger. Wait, what? Yeah, you probably meant your Pokemon go to get stronger. Where your Pokemon go to get stronger, just like a human gym. Okay, that makes more sense now. 
Additionally, I've heard a lot of talk about how to deal with primal pokes. Would gastro acid be a viable counter? It sounds a heck of a lot better than trying to build a viable gold duck. Yes, turn. <laughs> gold duck sounds Wait. like so much fun, though. I want to play gold duck so bad in the VGC. But does gastro lick acid licky licky <laughs> explode? <laughs> Licky Licky. I still want Golduck more than I want Licky Licky because Golduck actually, once he gets rid of Primal Groudon's weather, can Oko Primal Groudon. Mm. And can also, I believe, what is the other thing he can do? He, he can do something else to another legendary. Oh, he can take out Mega Rayquaza if he gets rid of Mega Rayquaza's weather as well. Jeez. So, that's. Well, Golduck well, is the well, way to go. Well, would Gastro Acid actually work? I'm not exactly sure what Gastro Acid does off the top Gastro of Acid nullifies an ability. Uh, nullifies? Yeah. I mean, it just makes it non-existent, basically. I think In you theory. could, to some extent, use that. But would the weather still linger even when the ability's nullified? Uh, no, I don't believe the primal weathers will. Or, or the primal uh, weathers come in and out with the poke. Yes, okay. the primal weathers go in and out with the ability. If you okay. were to do it to a Pokemon with Drought or Drizzle, the weather would stay for as long as mm-hmm. the duration would last. I don't think you're going to see that as much as Primal Weather, though, in VGC. Yeah. No. Primal Weather is and much more with, powerful. Because uh, now with uh, the VGC now allowing Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre to run rampant. Oh, yeah. Primal Weather is going to be gotta, a gotta thing. Kind of got to look out for those now, too. Primal, Primal Weather is definitely going to be a thing that you see in the VGCs this year. Oh, it's 100%. all over the place. One hundred percent. The primals and Mega Rayquaza are going to be all over the place. It sounds like a very fun meta, though. In all honesty, yeah, it sounds like a very fun meta. All right, Thad, you've got this next one from Antonin. From Antonin. Oh man, I love Antonin. Let's see. All right, hey all. I wanted to weigh in on the esports aspect of Pokemon. I think the only way to really figure out if it's an esport or not is to look at the general definition of a sport. Actually, let's look at the word's etymology first. Sport comes from Middle English, the Middle English word disporten, which means to divert. Basically, sports were diversions. Is Pokemon a diversion? Definitely. Oh, In a more modern (laughs) definition, sport basically encompasses, according to Wikipedia, all forms of usually competitive physical activity or games which, through casual organized participation, aim to use, maintain, or improve physical ability and skills while providing entertainment to participants, and in some cases, spectators. Let's go through the requirements of something being a sport and see if Pokemon fits it. Number one, competitive physical activity or game. Pokemon is definitely competitive and is a game. It's not a physical activity, but that's fine. I'll get to that later. Casual or organized participation. Pokemon features both. You can easily play on Battlespot or against others, or you can or Battlespot against others, or you can join tournaments. Aim to use, maintain, or improve physical ability and skill. Pokemon definitely requires skill in my opinion. You have to pick the right team, train the right way, and it requires a great deal of concentration to figure out how to predict predict and counter any enemy's move. Provides entertainment to participants and spectators. No need to elaborate on that. If none of us enjoyed playing Pokemon, we wouldn't be discussing it. Yep. (laughs) But you might say, there's no sponsors. Or, you can't be a professional Pokemon trainer and make a living. Or, there's an element of chance in a game that has nothing to do with skill. All fair points, but moot. I I hear the last argument very often. Let me ask you then, what happens when you throw a football across the field and a gust of air throws it off? What about when you slip on the grass in soccer because it, there was a wet spot? How about when you throw a bowling ball and the ball slides across a grease spot? That's what I thought. Actually, I'm very, I'm very, um, very familiar with bowling. 
I don't know if anybody's picked that up ever from the podcast. Oh uh, God, you, there should there should be oil on the lane at all times. Oh my god! Everyone, get out your bingo cards. Wait, is that a bowling? Can't be on the di- bingo card. I'm gonna put it there. It is. <laughs> That's what I. He's thought. gonna put it on the bingo card now. <laughs> I mean, Next I don't talk about it that often on the podcast. Bowling. I don't talk about it that often on the podcast. I think the last time I talked about bowling on the podcast was wonder, maybe four I, years here's ago. A, here's the thing. I wonder if they actually make Pokemon style, Pokeball styled bowling balls. I think you could probably buy one. They're well, not gonna yeah, be I'd have to. So like. I don't want to go into a conversation about bowling, but they're not going to be that good. So. <laughs> so those are my thoughts. Pokemon is definitely an eSport, and possibly even an actual sport, despite its lack of physical activity. Flip-flop trivia. When a politician changes their opinion suddenly on a matter and claims they have not, have not done so, it's called a flip-flop. In Australia, the same action is also is called a backflip, and in the UK, the term is U-turn. That goes to show that if Thatcher was a politician, he'd say, see you on the flip-flop, He'd probably lose an election, at least in the U.S. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Match as a politician from Antonin. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it because in uh, in you Ohio, about there's for president, not for president, <laughs> not for president, but for uh, Congress, because there's a bunch of uh, senators or uh, representatives in Ohio that run unopposed every every single election cycle. I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> you just mentioned Pokemon consistently throughout your campaign speeches you've got the entire <laughs> fan base backing you there we go that's how we do it okay you got the I've entire got this one from sanyer <laughs> yeah sanyer pronounced sanyer sounds like it is spelled what's up flip floppers sanyer here insert typical long time listener first time email or line here i love the podcast and enjoy <laughs> listening to it whenever i i actually have the time to do so i'll keep this email short and get right to the question at hand in my opinion, there's really no question that Pokemon is an eSport. As far as the actual definition of an eSport goes, it fits the description perfectly. Massive player base, large competitive scene, sanctioned world championships. What else would you want from an eSport? I think there is a large scene of gamers who don't want to recognize it as an eSport because they are looking at Pokemon as a children's game still, refusing to take a deeper look into the actual player base. A false assumption, but a popular one. Nevertheless, I feel there is no question. Pokemon is definitely a an eSport. Best New Year wishes to you all, Sanyer. Awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that there is no child that plays this and understands all the complexities that go into the battle mechanics. Oh, definitely not. There's just, the, I would say the battle mechanics are up there in the complexity area of StarCraft and League of Legends. Because there's a lot to micromanage and a lot to think about. And even in the game, there's a lot to predict and counter and mm-hmm. all this other stuff that you need to it's figure different. out. So it's not quite as comparable to real-time games because those really yeah. are incredibly hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, at least, good. At least but... with Pokemon, you can take some time out and just think. Yeah. Just sit there and think. Or at least there's an allotted time to There's just... an allotted time to think. At least. But at least it's time to think. Mm-hmm. And then agree. when you mess up, you're not being called a bunch of explicit words through the comms chats because <laughs> you just don't know what you're doing. You're at least Pokemon's like, oh, well, nice try. Good <laughs> All right, good, Tiger, you want this match. next one from Snag? <laughs> yep, our very own Snag. <laughs> Hello, Trainer Thatch and whoever he has. I don't think Pokemon is an eSport. That is all. Snag. <laughs> So I got this next email from Snag. No, no, don't read that one. That one's for uh, oh. something else. 
Okay, that's get the next else. one from. Uh, you can have the next one from Deroxus if you would like. <laughs> All right, Deroxus, you face hmm, Deroxus, sleepy lord of the early morning legion. Happy New Year's, Puckle Crew. I hope you had a good holiday. I spent my evening playing cards against humanity with a bunch of friends. Very low key. Well, yeah, you better keep that <laughs> game low key. You let your you let your inner horrible human being out when you play cards against humanity. It is one of those M-rated card games. I'm also the proud new owner of a Fleece Pokemon Center legendary Pokemon throw blanket. Wait, it's is on PokemonCenter.com? So That's so cool. I guess I want that. A fleece cover or a fleece blanket with all the legendaries on them. That's oh, cool. Man. I'm gonna look at that. In terms of whether or not Pokemon is an esport. I think it counts as one technically and by definition, but it is in a different sort of tier than the big name ones. Big enough and rewarding enough to have a big following, but not big enough for teams to go professional. Well, here's the thing. In Pokemon, there's no such thing as a team except for your team of Pokemon. Basically just by yourself doing in this. battles are a thing, but they don't really have enough prizes. Yeah, and and while with uh, multi battles, it's still just one person commanding both of them, so, or no, that's just doubles. But no, they don't really do VGC multis anyway, do they? I mean, uh, they, I it is a it is a sub format. I did it with Mr. Maximus at Nationals last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's not like an official no. get on stage and have this live streamed in front of millions of people. No, no, not at all. <laughs> official. Nope. So, Mm-mm. but yeah, it's just. There's no need for the teams because mm-hmm. you just come in there with your team in hand and have at it. So, yep. Short email. Need to get to work. Well, it's not as short as snags as you might have seen. <laughs> Looking forward yeah. to seeing everyone's UUTC rosters soon. Duroxus. I need to get on that. All right. Is get there anybody UUTC you guys gamer. think we should give the Green Taurus badge to? I Snag. like Antonin's. Antonin already oh, has it. But Oh, but Snags. Uh, I think Snag already snag. has it, too. Okay. Just give um, it to him again. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. I'm I'm a look about, at, looking over. What these about uh, DJ? Uh, DJ. Oh, Jedi. From Florida. Uh, he does not have it. Hmm. I believe the only two people that do not have it are Sanyer and uh, DJ. Hmm. 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 So, do you think either of them are worth are worthy? That's the real question now. I like the I like the juxtapositions. Scrawn automatically had disdain for him when he because he said it was from Florida, <laughs> and then he stated his point, and now that's true. Now Scrawn... we don't have to apologize for it. So you know what? Let's well, go. With, I like DJ. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. Let's go with DJ then. So yeah. uh, Jedi DJ, you've won the Green Taurus badge. Go to PucklePodcast.com and submit for it, and it's all yours. Uh, next week, though, you guys can email us at PucklePodcast and gmail.com answering the question, what do you guys think of Pokemon Mystery Dun- Super Mystery Dungeon? Send that in, PucklePodcast at gmail.com. We'll read your email next week on the show. So, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you want some more Puckly goodness, you can always check out PucklePodcast.com. There's a lot of articles that are written there every week. You can check those out. On top of that, you can also check out our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter at PucklePodcast. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash puckle podcast uh subscribe to our subreddit r slash puckle check out our tumblr if you tumble is that a thing is that what, is that the verb <laughs> is that is that the verb tumble and I, I guess. which is pucklepodcast.tumblr.com 
And if you are a nice enough person, you can definitely review us on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. We actually got a new iTunes review very recently. Just yesterday, actually. From MC Knight Rider. Uh, he reviewed us on iTunes. These iTunes reviews really help us out. It helps us grow as a community. And it also helps other people find us. And be- the more people, the bigger the community, the better we can be. So he says it's a fantastic podcast and that he stumbled onto us while searching for Pokemon Go news. I'm so happy that I found it. Thatch and his team have rekindled my love for Pokemon. They've even gotten me thinking about getting involved in the Poco community. Their enthusiasm and love for the game really comes through in the podcast. They had me chuckling to and from work while discussing interesting topics about Pokemon. So put your earbuds and tune into the Lavender Town Radio Tower. You won't be disappointed. Damn right. That yeah. guy needs to green Tauros back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, send us so, in something. We may give you something back. So, yeah, thanks a lot for that, guys. I mean, it really does mean a lot to us. And in this new year, I think we're going to be bigger and better than we were before. Especially, this is going to be the ninth year of Puckle. It's really scary to think uh, yeah. that I'll have been doing it that long. And uh, ten years, I think Misty and I actually talked about we were going to actually throw a party. So, we more news on that in uh, about two years. <laughs> so... Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, if you guys, again, have some extra money that you're willing to throw at us, we've started our Patreon, and if you're more than willing to come and check it out, please do so. Uh, it's a great way to give to us, and we'd like to give back to you. It's a great way to interact with us, and it definitely helps us out and makes the podcast better. I would like to make it clear that this does not mean Puckle will no longer be free. Puckle is always going to be free for you guys. The Patreon just helps us make it bigger and better. And can help give people, uh, or help, maybe we can buy some better equipment, do something better with the website. So, thanks for everything, guys. And uh, I guess here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Strong. And I'm Viger. And it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.